We've become so lazy and complacent, afraid of our generation. We think activism's Instagramming memes and complaining. It's a problem when there's actually actions you could be taking, but you're triggered, so you just cry like a baby. Y'all so stupid, why are y'all so stupid? Get better problems, I swear to God that y'all want them, y'all so dumb. People so stupid, people so dumb, people so boo-hoo, wah-wah-wah. Get better issues, we're gonna run out of tissues, it's so dumb. It is July 21st, 2022. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find us all across the internet. Uh, check the link tree. It's in the description. It has all of Rob's socials. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Hello, fans, subscribers, and viewers. Stu, I'm still out here in Santa Monica. Um, but I've been watching the news, Stu, as you know, and... Um, um, we had a little arrest um, in Washington uh, with AOC and the squad where they were blocking the streets. Stu, have you ever blocked the street? Don't you think that is just inconsiderate? People need to, you know, to drive through there. I mean, it's an incredibly selfish thing to do, but they blocked the street. And um, then they have their camera people ready and they put their arms behind their back like this, and they walk away, Stu, like they're being uh, uh, carried to the gulag, and they'll never see sunlight again, and they have these uh, glum and graven expressions on their faces. But then as soon as the cameras are off of them, they raise their fists in solidarity with whatever they're in solidarity with, wackiness and craziness, um, you know, uh, AOC criticized Josh Harley because he raised his fist once at, I think maybe at the January 6th rally to some folks. And she said he ought to resign or be impeached because of that. But it's okay for her to raise her fist because she's in solidarity with the wacky movement. Um, Stu, you know, you know more about this than I do, but um, I was unsure if they were actually arrested and charged or just moved out of the area i think they were arrested and charged with a small fee you want to comment on that yeah so the u.s capitol police tweeted out we made a total of 34 arrests for crowding obstructing or incommoding which is dc code 221307 and that included 16 members of Congress. So when they got arrested, uh, they were not handcuffed. So the handcuff illusion was fake. And there's a video of that. Some people have already called that out. But, and I'll get into more of that in a second. But it is the illusion of uh, that they came down on us very harshly for protesting for women's rights. Because they're racists and misogynists, dude. That's why they did that, handcuffing them that way and treating them that way. Yeah, that, that's their narrative. But uh, here's a picture from a blue check verified re reporter. Rep Omar arrest is processed by Capitol Police, and she has issued a $50 fine for today's abortion protest. And so they set up a table in the shade and you would barely be able to tell that she was being arrested unless it had been specified. You would almost think that she was working on some sort of 
fundraiser with these people. And so uh, this one journalist who wrote a very good article I'll be talking about in a second, uh, described it really well. Uh, there were no handcuffs. The arrest consisted of being led by the police to a shady area and fined $50, though the dramatic antics and histrionics of the congresswoman, their staff, and their media sycophants would have you believe that they were under serious duress. Now, the question is, Stu, did, she, did AOC pay her $50 fine? Because as you know, she doesn't think she's ever obligated to pay um, any monies owed to the government. That's a good question. Like her taxes to New York State. But um, Angie speaks, and she's a, what I would call, red-pilled leftist or a dirtbag leftist. So a leftist who's willing to say, you know, uncomfortable truths, you know, someone who isn't completely uh, brainwashed. But her article was called AOC's Fake Handcuffs Reveal Politicians Have Become Influencers and Nothing More. And I thought that was a really great way to describe this. And she said, you know, this is no accident. Social media has given our politicians the power to generate spectacles and dramatic emotional scenarios that reframe their power and emotional rather than political terms. It allows them to create the illusion that they are on the same level as the people who they represent, whose only power is activism. In other words, their activism is cosplay, pretending they are no longer the representatives we elect to serve our interests, but instead our social media friends, our influencers, our source of entertainment and aspirational consumption. They're thespians, <laughs> Yes. Um, uh, she goes on, the, this blurring of the lines between the simulacra of social media and real life politics is now the future of political pu public relations. And that's why we call it out here on the Rob is Right Network, Stu. Yeah. Because we believe in substance over sizzle. Yeah, I mean, this whole notion is kind of has some deep philosophical ties to Plato, to Nietzsche, to even the postmodern world of uh, the guy who influenced the Matrix, where essentially what you're creating is a hyper reality of what you want your reality to look like. So AOC wants to look like she's one of the civil rights icons from the 1960s. And so then she gets to create the illusion of that through her social media, through the media that worships the ground she walks on by pretending to be arrested. And then just like the black, I think, I think it was, I don't know if it was a black Panther supporter, but at the Olympics, when you had the Olympics uh, gold medalist put his hand up in the air. So the, the kind of the allusions to these things, but it's not real at all because she, you know, she got arrested, but it was a very light. I, I would almost say she was detained for a moment. I wouldn't even say uh, arrest. She was fined is what I would really say. She created her own uh, social justice warrior metaverse where in reality she is getting um, designer clothes given to her and going to, to fancy events mm -hmm. and living a completely different life. Getting away with not paying her taxes. Yeah. Um, and just being a vacuous idiot. Um, you know, when you produce your own videos 
um, you know, um, you can phrase things so you sound perhaps, perhaps, not always in her case, as though her uh, brain is, is a little bit uh, larger than a hamster's when we all know it's not. So speaking of a woman whose brain is hamster size or um, and a mammal like a hamster, um, there is a video out there of a furry who, and if people don't know what a furry is, you know how we have now you can identify as a woman, even though you're a man or, well, apparently the furry movement, you can identify as an animal. Really? Okay, hi guys. So my name's Dasha. I'm a furry. And I'm going to be teaching you guys some ways that my friends and I meow to one another to communicate when words just seem a little too difficult. So here we go. Okay, so first off, we have the normal meow that we just use mostly to get each other's attention. Meow. Okay, then we have the dissatisfied meow. <coughs> then the angry meow, but we only use this one on rare occasions because overall we're a very happy kitten family. Then the happy or content meow. Meow. Okay, then one of the most important ones for our kitten family is the I want to go potty meow. It took me a really long time to master this meow because it, it needs to be really specific in order for my kittens to understand. Okay, this is the most important meow for me. And it's the I need help wiping meow. Okay, and last but definitely not least is our in heat meow. And we use this when we need a little bit more special kitten attention, if you know what I mean. Meow. Oh, meow. And still, I first encountered this, I think in 2019, I had an event to go to in Boston. I was staying at this hotel and all these kind of freaky people were checking in. Um, the guys were all kind of five, you know, kind of shortage and pudgy and white skin. And, um, and uh, it was just uncomfortable. Um, but then after I ch checked in and came out of my hotel room, they were all dressed in their furry outfits and they were making furry noises to one another, kind of communicating in furry language, um, which you can design your own metaverse as a furry as well. <laughs> do, do you know and, what that language is called? No, I do not. I think it's called like yipping or kipping. Uh, uh, Let's see if I can find it real quick. Uh, oh, sometimes called first speech. <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I get on the elevator and, uh, you know, the furry people, men and women were dressed as their, you know, um, preferred animal. And uh, this one woman, uh, she was some sort of fish and she makes, makes porpoise sounds. Uh, anyway, Stu, and then a lot of these guys were walking around with just these little tails on. Um, it was the weirdest goddamn, the weirdest damn thing I've ever seen, Stu, and it made me very uncomfortable. 
Well, in this video, Stu, you see this lady, um, I guess she's a lady, I don't know what she calls herself, but she identifies um, as a cat. And she is making, um, with, uh, with Terrence Williams observing various cat communications. I'm telling you, Stu, we're in real trouble in this country. Um, there are other reasons we're in real trouble in this country, Stu. Uh, John Kirby was speaking on behalf of the U.S. government, and he said that this Iran deal that where the Biden administration wants to give uh, billions to a terrorist nation is going to bring down U.S. gas prices. Stu, when the media never calls you on anything, you can say the most ridiculous things in order to sell your ridiculous um, foreign policy proposals that will only empower someone who hates the United States, a country that hates the United States and wants to see its destruction. Now, Stu, we've got some Hunter Biden, Joe Biden stuff out today. Um, uh, people in the media now are taking a new look at um, Joe Biden's, uh, I think it's November 16th, 2016 uh, audio to Poroshenko. And as you remember, Poroshenko was the U.S. installed puppet in Ukraine. And um, Biden did not want uh, Poroshenko to go begging Donald Trump for money. Um, he wanted uh, Poroshenko to be patient because there was an IMF loan of already on the table. But he was afraid that if he went to Trump, Trump would dig into um, the, the finances of Ukraine. Imagine that, Stu, uh, wanting to actually look at who your lender is and how they're spending your money. Oh, my God, how crazy is this nutcase Donald Trump? And uh, in the audio, um, you will hear that he, um, he states uh, that this is... Uh, for Poroshenko to do what he suggests, it's critically important to your physical security. What do you mean by that, Stu? Is that a threat? Um, now, Stu, we reported in some of the Hunter Biden uh, emails and the perversion and the sex, sexual stories about the hookers, an email that he has sent Haley. Um, and let me pull that up, Stu, real quickly. He's writing to, to Haley, which is his dead brother's wife, who he's boinking. You're right, Haley. And I find myself very alone in dealing with rebuilding an income that can support an enormous alimony my kids cost and myself, dealing with the aftermath of the abduction and likely assassination, parens, that's what New York Times suspects, independence of my business partner, the richest man in the world, the arrest and conviction of my client, the chief of intelligence of the People's Republic of China by the United States government. I'll read that again, Stu. Um, the conviction of my client, the chief of intelligence of the People's Republic of China by the U.S. government, the retaliation of the Chinese in the ouster and arrest of U.S. Sus suspected CIA operatives inside China, 
my suspected involvement in brokering a deal with Vladimir Putin directly for the largest sale of oil gas assets inside Russia to China, a tax bill that Eric left hanging over my business and dad's running for president. Well, Stu, these questions, and this is, um, I'll, I'll source it, it's, uh, it was reported um, by the Gateway Pundit, so I'm reading what they have said. Uh, here are some questions. Why was Hunter Biden helping Vladimir Putin sell oil and gas to China? Why was Hunter Biden working with the chief of intelligence of the People's Republic of China? Why was Hunter Biden's business partner with the richest man in the world who was building China's Belt and Road Initiative? And listen to this one, Stan. Did China arrest CIA operatives in retaliation for the DOJ arresting Hunter's business partner? So Stu, there are so many unanswered questions here. And um, um, the corruption is just mind boggling. Um, um, everybody should be concerned about this. All right, Stu, moving on. Oh, another Biden fuck up. Um, Pakistan, as you know, is next to Afghanistan. And um, Pakistan has long harbored the Taliban. Uh, to the point where the Taliban somewhat controls Pakistan. Uh, guess what? Afghanistan has a Taliban as well. Hmm. What else does, Taliban, does the Taliban in Afghanistan have control over, Stu? $85 billion of United States military hardware that the Biden administration left in Afghanistan. Now, we all know by now, those of us who are informed and watch the Rob is Rob, the Daily Rob every day, that Sh Sri Lanka recently went down the tubes. Well, guess what, Stu? Pakistan may very well be going down the tubes. Um, they get their oil from Russia and their problems with that. And uh, they get most of their grain from Ukraine and their problems with that. Uh, their currency has gone through the toilet. And guess who is just lying around in wait to be a destabilizing force with our $85 billion of hardware? Stu, the idiocy of the Biden administration and the left could not be more clear in foreign policy by just, uh, just analyzing this. And why would you leave that hardware in Afghanistan? You should have pulled it out, but why didn't you destroy it uh, um, if you somehow were stupid enough not to pull it out? The Taliban has also started going into India and trying to have influence there because India is so massive, you can't keep an eye on all of it at one time, but they've started that as well due to how much strength they've been able to accrue the past two years. They do what they do, Stu, and now they're doing it with uh, $85 billion of our money. Um, Stu, just as a, this is just another quick stupid story about the political sensitivity of the woke class. The CIA has gone woke, and of course this threatens United States 
security. Well, somewhere up in Loudoun County on some property that the CIA controls, and they control all kinds of stuff up there, somebody found a piece of rope, Stu. And then somebody said, it looks kind of like a noose. But there are no reports that it is a noose. And um, even the CIA says, well, we don't know what it is. It looks like it might be a noose, but we don't think it's a noose. Okay, who gives a shit, Stu? But um, CIA director William Burns has to put out a, uh, a media report um, stating that he does not approve of hate in any fashion and blah, 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 blah. Still, who gives a shit if it is a noose? And I don't know whether people know this or not, but people have been hanged throughout, throughout history. It's not a racial thing, but they create this narrative out of ignorance. And uh, God, I just wish they would shut up and concentrate on substantive issues. All right, Stu, Bill de Blasio, wah, 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 is dropping out of his race for uh, Congress in his district in New York. <laughs> you know what? They've had a poll. You know what percentage of the primary uh, candidates uh, he's polling? I imagine it's single digits. Four? Four percent. And... And still, in another just kind of an, an interesting case of the lawlessness that's going on, there was a uh, some big jewelry show in um, San Francisco, and they were moving all the jewels to another jewelry show in Pasadena. Um, some bad guys um, intercepted the Brinks truck, and they think it's over a hundred million dollars of jewelry that they've heisted. Now, Stu, when you defund the police and you don't, you're not prosecuting crimes, criminals get emboldened, one. But when you don't have the police and you don't have the support and the police departments are all undermanned, you don't even have the, the resources to research who did this. So we really are living in, um, in, in, in a state of anarchy now because of the pinko leftists who want to destroy our institutions. And uh, the last thing they want is law and order. So what I got, Stu? I have two stories real quick. So The Hill had an article called Democrats Want Biden to Go Scorched Earth on the GOP. And I found this to be somewhat humorous <laughs> and it had a lot of progressive quotes like one from Bill Neidhart, who said Democrats should be savaging Republicans for destroying people's lives. Do you want to guess what Bill Neidhart used to do? I have no idea. He worked with Bernie Sanders and he also worked with Bill de Blasio, but oh. Uh, when they quoted what he did in the article, they, they conveniently left out that he had worked for Bill de Blasio and eventually left working with Bill de Blasio. Uh, from my point of view, Bill de Blasio has ruined many people's lives. <laughs> I would say. In New York. Well, how, how did Republicans ruin people's lives, according to this guy? He didn't specify. But, you know, it kind of does go to show that 
and the article gets into this, that the left is getting angry at other people on the left, like Manchin from West Virginia. And now they really need to temper their thoughts. But I, as we get closer to November, I think either you're going to have people like AOC who accept the walking orders and do their best to s- shut up about it. Like, like earlier this week, she voted on more of a, on a stronger NATO resolution, which pushes us closer to war. So even though she's out there on the streets yesterday, you know, she's also enabling, you know, the military industrial complex in her own way, despite apparently being this great progressive. So she can take walking orders, but we'll see how it goes. But, you know, even and Biden said, well, look, look here, guys, I'm the middleman Come to me. But then he goes out and says, like, ultra MAGA and all that crap, the MAGA king. But so they they really need to figure out what exactly their stance is, because uh, they said they wanted to unify people initially, but they just went back to attacking. But the articles, the article makes it the article makes the argument that Democrats are like Michelle Obama. And when they go low, we go high, which I don't agree with one bit. <laughs> well, Stu, you started this by saying uh, you used the word temper. Um, they cannot temper their arguments uh, because their arguments are all based in rage and emotion and not in any kind of logic at all where you can even have a civil discussion. So they will always eat their own because um, they cannot temper their emotional, emotional, highly unhinged emotional primates is what they are and it's also this notion that they have and it's also this notion that they they have to win and they have to win a hundred percent by what their definition of winning is so they can't come to the middle and and agree and do bipartisan legislation anymore and i think that's not any life outside of power uh, fair but but it's just interesting just to see that and then so it's a it's an interesting read, and my last topic today is about Russian disinformation peddlers, and so these fellas are somewhat famous. You might remember them from all kinds of pranks they do, where they say they're famous people, and they will get on the line with various politicians, and so they got on a call with the author Stephen King. And they pretended that they were Zelensky and that Zelensky wanted to speak with Stephen King. And so the fake ego probably said, oh, yeah, okay," because he thought he was so important that Zelensky would be calling. And and I used to love Stephen King. I've read so many Stephen King books, but he had probably one of the worst cases of Trump derangement syndrome. I think he had a famous tweet that said, I couldn't write a monster as evil as Donald Trump. Like, okay, dude. But the fake Zelensky gets on the line with him and says, "People who are really love Ukraine, yeah, they it's not uh, it's not Nazis, it's Azov. They of course they love some uh, people like Bandera. It's uh, our national hero. So what do you think about Bandera? He was in the uh, Second World War and uh, he fought against uh, Soviet Union." 
but yeah, he had some crimes, but it's not uh, so big crimes. It's of course accidentally where well, uh, crimes against Jews, but you know it's really important to keep him uh, opposed to Putin and his propaganda. Well, yes, I mean there, there, there are always you can always find things about people. Uh, to pull them down. Uh, there is Washington and Jefferson were slave owners. Uh, that doesn't mean that they didn't do many good things for the United mm -hmm. States of America. Uh, there are always people who have uh, flaws. We're human. You know, there mm -hmm. are things that uh, we do that are bad choices. And then there are things that we do uh, that are great choices. So, you know, on the whole... I think uh, Bandera is a great man, and you're a great man, and uh, viva Ukraine. Thank you very much. You know, uh, Washington and Jefferson didn't go around killing Jews in mass, okay? a matter of fact, they didn't kill anybody. Uh, uh, well, Washington killed combatants uh, fighting for liberty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's too bad. I hope that is broadcast. Well, no one, no one but us is going to report this. It, it really, so it really, it has. It, I haven't seen a single article on news on like the Google News about it. Yeah. Which and is, then you got the uh, group think Viva Ukraine, Viva Ukraine. You know, uh, well, it was, it was something different. It was Slava Ukraine originally, uh, uh, which has connotations to Bandera. Nazi overtones. But, yeah. uh, but. I think he was so stupid that he just said Viva. I really think yeah. that's what it came down to. Yeah. And he has his little Ukrainian hat on throughout oh, the God. interview. And, and it's just the whole thing is just so ridiculous. But, um, well, you know, the left buys into whatever their narrative is. Absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. The nuances of issues, um, they can't process that. It's just they go all the way here. With no critical thinking at all. Well, it's it's that meme that says, and I'll put it up here, and it says, support the current thing. And that's really their kind of <laughs> mentality on life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's all I got for you today. All right, Stu, well, thanks. Right on. I'll catch you later. Go get them. Do you think that the Trump presidency is scarier than a Stephen King novel? <laughs> Short answer to that is, yes, I do. I do think it's scarier.